0: A volunteer, uh, have you seen this video, confronted Prime Minister Trudeau as he visited a flood zone near Ottawa. This was a back on Saturday and accused the PM of holding up the line while people were uh, busy trying to fill uh, sandbags as they uh, grapple deal with the rising floodwaters in the region there. Have a listen to the confrontation.
1: You know how long you've held up people picking up bags. I've been waiting to line down the road for thirty minutes while you've been here soaking up the race. You know? Excuse me. Excuse. You're not getting my voice. Bo- this is a free country. It is a free country, and I'm trying to speak to him, and he won't even acknowledge me. Yes, sir. Thank you. I mean, it's not my challenge. I'm a volunteer trying okay. to help someone okay. save their home. Sir, sir, we've been filling sandbags as well. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, just and you know, while you're and here, and yes, while I'm you're here, here sorry. nobody sorry. can pick up. I am. Here while you're here, you. no one can pick up sand. I don't know sand. that, sir. I'm sorry. Well, sir. why don't you make yourself aware? Well, we are going to. You know, to be I was with right. a guy sir, who was I'm a staunch today. conservative. And he said if you actually do work, he'd change his vote and vote for you. Sorry, sir. That's sincere. I just spent half an hour. Can you listen to me, sir, now that I've listened to you? Yeah, I'll listen. Okay. I'm glad to be here with my kids. We just fell, filled sandbags for 15 minutes. But you help people enough. up? Sorry. All Sir. your RCMP Sir. and security Sir. held people Sir. up from Sir. getting their I can stuff. I understand your frustration around security. I live frustrations with security every day of my life right now. That's something that I, that unfortunately is a reality of my the time life. Time but we've I'm taken. happy to he, be here. They're about to open, to open these dams. I'm happy to be here to speak with you, to listen to you, to speak with others, and not the to point. encourage more Canadians to come more out and volunteer. More people are volunteer. coming and volunteer because they're I volunteered, it. I was in a Thank truck you, for sir. an hour waiting while sir, you were here for your help. with a photo op. I have the most insincere thing well. I've ever seen. No, I'm sorry, sir. That's un- un- unfriendly and unneighborly today. We're here to help. We're Thank her. you. Thank you.
0: All right, for more on this, let's bring in author and broadcaster Michael Korn, who joins us now on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. And Michael, what we uh, obviously couldn't see in just the audio of that uh, exchange was the fact that the the Prime Minister w- was walking off and decided to kind of double back and re-engage this man who was obviously uh, very frustrated with what was going on. Do you think he made the right decision there?
2: I think he acted, and uh, I don't think this, is, this shouldn't be about a party politics. I think he acted like a leader, uh, and a prime minister, and a father, and I think the man who was uh, ranting acted in a, in a piggish manner. Trudeau was there with his son. All prime ministers, whatever their party, have photo ops in situations like this. But the RCMP had been spoken to by a number of journalists, and and they have said there was no hold up at all. The man's aggression, he, his lack of respect. Look, there have been critical leaders. I cannot stand, but you represent the office, and I think that does involve a certain respect. Trudeau wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, I don't think he heard the man. I've watched the video twice now. I don't think he actually knew what was going on. As soon as he did, he turned back and he had a conversation with him. And the man was rude. I mean, in a simple conversation, forget Prime Minister, this man was rude. He interrupted him. He wouldn't let him speak. I think this is actually indicative of, of this of a breakdown in communication that we're seeing. I don't know this guy's background. Um, I assume he has... Well, I shouldn't say I assume he had some sort of agenda, but he didn't, didn't sound to me as though he was giving anyone a, a fair deal on this. So, no, I, I think, uh, and I, I've seen some comments today, even from people who don't like Justin Trudeau, I think he handled it very well. What else could he have done? He could have ignored the man. Um, he could have argued aggressively, but he listened to him. He tried to make his point, And this is the, the, the final uh, argument. Trudeau was correct.
0: Yeah. Was he uh, in a bit of a no win situation? I mean, would he have been better? Just as I mentioned, he was kind of already sort of departing or or walking away. But it it seems as if kind of his instinct, if you will, sort of took over. And he's done this and become rather, I guess, famous for it in his town halls is, you know, welcoming dissenting opinion and uh, confronting those, if you will, that are confronting him. And uh, I think he takes pride in how he handles those uh, situations. And maybe that was the instinct that kicked in here. It may have been, but he
2: is a politician, and if he would have walked away, it would have looked worse. And the, the, the media scrum, they would have gone to this guy who was moaning and, and saying, why were you angry? So I mean, there was an instinct, but look okay. at the little I know of Justin Trudeau on a personal level, I think he, he probably did feel that he was obliged to go and say something. And there's also the fact that he had his son with him. And, and you know, when you have a, a child with you, you feel protective, you want to give a good example. But there's something else here. I think the, I mean, this caricature of the, of the angry older guy hey, you know, I, this is going on and that is going on and the world's going up in the past would have been ignored or universally condemned. Now he's being given a little bit more room because Trudeau is is not particularly popular. He's going through a very bad time. Uh, But no, I, I, I don't think this brought any credit to the protester. And if you look at the scene, what's going on in the background, there are other people who are volunteering who aren't in any way replicating that man's behavior. They're obviously embarrassed by it. And there's always some sort of leak in the police, not so much security, but in the police. They've all said there's no, there was no holdup. And the, the cars were proceeding, people were. And the, the reason he was doing it, apart from a photo op, I mean, let's not be naive, he wants to be seen there, but also he was trying to say to people, volunteer, help, let's do all we can.
0: Yeah, do you think? And that's the larger issue at play here. Whether it's the, this uh, incident in uh, Ottawa and the rising flood water, waters there, we know our friends in Bracebridge are uh, dealing with a, a similar matter. Uh, Doug Ford, of course, uh, visited as well. Uh, should politicians do they need to be there? I mean, they're on the plus side, as you were saying, it does bring some uh, attention to what is going on. And, it might inspire some others to come out and help uh, with sandbagging and uh, anything else that uh, m- might be needed or required. But does it do more harm than good?
2: It's a good question. You know, I I don't know what to say to that because um, it used to be when there was some sort of uh, disaster or an impending disaster, there could be a representative there and in in an ideal sense that I suppose should be the governor, general or lieutenant governor, but it's not really going to be. They're not sufficiently high profile. Uh, But politicians began to uh, be there for photo ops. Uh, and now opposition politicians follow suit. And I don't blame them for that because if, if one is, the other will as well. But it can become absurd after a while. It, 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 you know, it, when there's a constitutional monarchy, like in the UK, for example, a member of the royal family seem to be non political, apolitical, and, and they'll arrive and there's a certain respect and reverence, and it, and it goes down fairly well. But once politicians are involved, you only need one or two people to have a different point of view. And if somebody then boos, of course, it can be very difficult, because you're dealing with a situation where people's lives, livelihoods, uh, and homes are on the line. But at this point, uh, it's inevitable. It's unavoidable. It, it's already – this is what politicians do.
0: Is that the standard that's kind of been set now, and it's expected that the leaders will visit uh, the, these areas, and if uh, you don't, you look like you're uncaring?
2: Well, that's the thing. If the alternative is to say, and it will be a brave person, I'm not going to go – I think I am better. If people are better served if I stay here and do my job and make sure that the work is being done and, and, and organised. Uh, that'll take a lot of courage because people then point fingers and say, "Why weren't you there?" So, I, 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 yes, I think this now will be the standard
0: okay but does that kind of play into this whole notion of this is nothing more than a photo op and opportunism don't we want our leaders uh, kind of dealing with things more, more big picture uh, for example why is this flooding happening uh, what do we need to do uh, in the future do we need to get people to uh, higher ground uh, that sort of thing where should we be building Sh- shouldn't they be dealing with those sort of issues rather than making sure there's there's sand in bags
2: yeah they should they, they should be dealing with, with much more profound issues public policy spending years into the future climate change housing projects, making sure that this won't happen again, or if it does, people are protected. But we live in the age of the soundbite. I mean, it's always been thus. I mean, politicians and in democracies have always had to react to the moment, but even more now, because of 24-hour news and everyone taking photographs and so on. And we see debates, and there's, there's no one party that's free of this. You see comments made Uh, hypocrisy, double standards, reversing your opinion to try and uh, be popular for for, for the moment. So it's not desirable politics. But you know as well as I do that the real work is not being done by the prime minister and the leader of the opposition. The real work is being done in boring committee and by secretaries who have worked for the civil service for years on end. So in that way, it doesn't really matter. But there is a vulgarization of of politics in this country. And uh, I I wish it wasn't the case, but I don't think it's going to change.
0: Okay, meantime, a new poll out suggests that support for Justin Trudeau and his government and his uh, party uh, sank to a new low this month, uh, Michael, just uh, six months before Canadians uh, go to the polls to uh, decide uh, the Trudeau government's uh, fate. According to this poll from Leger, uh, just 27% of respondents said they'd vote for the Trudeau Liberals. That is 13 points behind Andrew Scheer's front-running Conservatives. How worrisome does this need to be for the Prime Minister and for the Liberals?
2: It's quite bad, About a week ago it, it, the, the numbers were much closer and I have to say, I, I didn't think it would get this low. If it got below 25, I, I'm not sure if they can recover from it. Now, reading the background on this, it's pretty soft. Uh, it could change, there could be another poll in a week or so and we could see a big jump, um, but that's a big gap. Uh, if, they, if they go close to an election five points behind, they can easily catch that up. Uh, Andrew is not a strong leader, the Conservatives haven't got a particularly powerful message. But if this remains for another week and then another two weeks, then I think the liberals. I mean, it's about momentum, isn't it? It's exponential. When people see one party is doing badly, they don't say, "Oh, we better support that party." They well, let's get on board with the winners. So this is potentially very worrying for the liberals. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Andrew Shear and the Conservatives, their uh, support is described as uh, soft, as you kind of alluded to uh, in this poll here. So is there some concern here for the Conservatives as well, and uh, Shear is the public face of the party?
2: The Conservatives, will if they're going to win the election, they'll win the election for not being liberals, not for being Conservatives. Andrew Shear is not uh, a charismatic leader, and I said this before, he wasn't supposed to win. He wasn't meant to be the Conservative leader. He won on the 13th ballot, and only just... Um, so a victory would be, and it's happened many times in the past, on who we're not rather than who we are. But that doesn't mean it won't be a successful government or even a, a weak government. Uh, but if the Conservatives had a different leader, uh, a more influential, powerful, stronger leader, I think they will be walking it now. I think the Liberals will be in severe trouble.
0: Yeah, just finally, are Trudeau and the Liberals, are they desperate for something good uh, to go right here for them, particularly coming off of this weekend and what we were just discussing with uh, the events uh, there with the floodwaters in uh, Ottawa? It seems as if uh, nothing really has been going their way lately.
2: Provincial elections have been going conservative one after the other. Provincial premiers uh, do not get on with the prime minister. He has to hope and pray for very strong economic figures, not once but certainly twice before the election if i mean for all reasons we we, we, we should want that but if economic and employment figures are not good i'm not sure if the liberals can swing this one back
0: all right we will leave it there for now michael appreciate the time as always thank you sir thank you my friend all right there goes author and broadcaster michael corn